What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Joining us now, Bloomberg's Emily Chang and Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi for more on the strong numbers. Em, Ed, thank you. Dara, thank you as always for joining us. Look, it was a beat across the board, but the stock is down this morning. You know, now that times are good, we saw trip growth really accelerated. Will that keep up and how? Well, our trip growth was super strong, right? We grew trips 24% uh, on a year-on-year -year basis on a base of 2.6 billion trips. So, uh, you know, as you get larger, it gets tougher to have that kind of growth. But if you look at our gross bookings guidance going forward, uh, it's between 18 and 23%. So we do expect to continue to grow at very, very strong rates, uh, while at the same time continuing to increase profitability and margins, which is the best of both worlds, which is what investors expect of us. And frankly, it's what we know Uber can deliver. Well, shares just turned positive, so investors are liking what you're saying. Let's talk about the other half of the business, and that is delivery. Uh, you had to raise some fees in some markets. You added multi-store ordering. What more can you do in delivery to keep this up? Well, there, there's a ton going on in delivery. There's obviously the core online food delivery business. Overall delivery grew 17% on a year-on-year basis, and it's actually accelerating, uh, Emily, right? So uh, it's accelerating versus Q2 versus Q3, and it is about getting the basics right. The first thing is customers want choice. We now have almost a million restaurants on our site on a global basis, up about 10%, but they also want reliability. So when we measure the number of orders that we get wrong, the, the number of orders we get wrong are down 25% on a year-on-year -year basis. So the business is reliable. You get what you expect as well. And what that's resulting in is our audience is growing, frequency is growing as well. And then as, as eaters order more and more in a basket, actually basket size is growing. So the growth that we see in eats is very, very broad. We're adding to it grocery, which is a segment that we're very uh, excited about. You know, the grocery business is actually bigger than the online food business, than the food business um, in terms of total uh, uh, size. Our grocery business is still pretty young. It's about $7 billion now run rate, growing over 40%, and we're very excited to introduce the grocery experience to all of our eaters out there. Caroline just pointed out your stock just hit a new record high. Uh, I got to talk about the Super Bowl commercials. I'm obsessed. You've got Ross and Rachel. You've got the Beckhams. Um, these big stars cost money, though, and you had a lot of celebrities last year, too. So is this marketing spend paying off, and are you sure? Because next year I'm expecting Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, uh, you, you see it by the results. You, uh, you know, these big stars, they cost a lot, but they deliver a lot, right? Um, and who's better than the Beckhams uh, and Jennifer uh, Aniston as well? You know, the amazing thing about these stars is 
you know, they're not afraid of making a little fun of themselves and having a sense of humor, but they also use their own social platforms to amplify the message out there. So it's not just about the commercial. It's about people talking about the commercials. It's about the stars using their Instagram accounts to amplify uh, the platform, et cetera. That's why it's working out for us. Uh, and we think it's, uh, it's worth the investment and then more. And Dara, many times these are global celebrities. You yes. in a global company, even if the Super Bowl is a little bit more US focused. How much are you seeing growth, particularly Latin America, Asia stand out? Are there any areas that you're worried about? Well, right now, fortunately, we're seeing growth uh, across the globe. Um, for us in mobility, Latin America and Asia Pacific have really been standouts. Uh, the LATAM business is growing, the base business is growing, but now in Latin, what you're seeing is more two-wheelers, actually. It's a product we call Ubermoto. It's lower cost and much more affordable. And so if you want a low-cost ride in a Brazil or Mexico, we're seeing more and more users uh, take two-wheelers. And in Asia, we're very, very excited about the India market. Um, the India market has been one that that uh, has, has always held a lot of promise but we're seeing that promise come to fruition now. There, it's not just four-wheelers, but it's three-wheelers, and the growth rates uh, that we're seeing in India are substantial, and we think that, you know, that business can continue to grow over the next five to 10 years. So there's a lot of growth and excitement ahead uh, in many of the markets out there. A global conversation with our global TV and radio audience. We are, of course, speaking with Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi. And Dara, I hate to be the Debbie Downer that focuses on the one area of perhaps lackluster performance, but Freight, tell us a little bit about, it was in line with where the market wanted to see it, but it is still a bit of a drag. When do you see the turnaround? Well, the freight business is a cyclical business, uh, and what we are seeing is at least a stabilization of the overall freight industry. There was too much supply out there. Demand wasn't growing. We're seeing a stabilization in rates. We're seeing spot rates improve as well. So I think that's an early signal that the freight marketplace is going to improve. And what's really cool about Uber Freight is that we are using our marketplace technology, matching, pricing, et cetera, and bringing it to the freight industry. So we're very confident that a turn is coming. We don't know what, when, but we're definitely seeing signal of that turn. And we can bring our technology prowess and the service levels uh, that other players who are just offline really, we believe, can't match. So we're quite optimistic about freight, but it's a little bit of a waiting game to see that cycle turn. And we're hoping to uh, see that cycle turn this year. Dara, good morning. Uh, I think we kind of learned a lot about Uber, the technology company, in the course of just gone. New products and, and just more diverse offering on mobility. But there are lots of questions about, well, what is the new product pipeline going forward? You know, how can you keep adding functionality to the platform that is new, opens new addressable markets? Car rentals, interesting, right? Because that's an industry Definitely. that's suffering some pain. Yeah. Well, I think it's car rentals is one area that we're pretty excited about. And, and what we try to do with Uber is we don't want to just build the same thing that others have built, but let's say a little bit better. We really try to reinvent how you think about a particular product. So one product that we're pretty excited about with car rentals is actually what we call Uber Valet. And in with this product, you know, you push a button, you get to pick your car, but then an Uber driver will come and drop off that car for you 
in front of your house or wherever you want that uh, car dropped off. So we want to bring that little Uber delight in whatever experiences that we build so that we're heads and shoulders above our competition, so to speak. Now, we do it in partnership with car rental companies, so it's good business for them, but it's the magic of Uber that we want to introduce in every single innovation out there, and we think there's plenty of innovation ahead for us. You know, I'm somebody that, that takes rideshare. There are other rideshare platforms available to work every morning, but there seems to be some evidence that that corporate ridership's coming back. Where do you see that most? Yeah, corporate has actually been uh, a great signal for us uh, early this year. Last year, if you looked at corporate, and we have a very significant corporate presence in what we call Uber for Business, and it allows companies, instead of you know black cars, et cetera, they can use Uber. It's connected into uh, the corporate expense systems, et cetera. Um, there's an area of safety, which is you know exactly where your employees are. So it's been a very, very popular offering for us. And last year... You know, as corporates were more careful in terms of their spending, travel, et cetera, the spending with U4B was muted. We are now seeing, especially in Q4 and so far in the first quarter, companies are starting to lean in again. They're starting to invest. They're getting their employees out to go out and meet customers face-to-face, and that absolutely is helping our U4B business that's starting to accelerate. Uh, it's high-margin business. Usually with U4B, you know, you take a comfort car or a black car, uh, so it's high-margin business as well, and we're very, very happy with the signal that we're seeing. And that signal is pretty broad. It's not just the U.S. Uh, uh, phenomenon. We're seeing companies around the globe starting to invest again, which we think is a great sign. I want to talk about EVs because there's, you know, reports consumer demand is falling. You're seeing big automakers pulling back. Your own rental partner, Hertz, also putting back, pulling back. How much is this hurting your partnership, your push to zero emissions, and everything you're doing to try to incentivize drivers to switch over? Well, Emily, we're continuing to push on the EV space. Um, no one said this was going to be easy. And, and listen, with every technology, there's this initial excitement and everyone gets on board and maybe uh, maybe people overestimate the potential of a business or how, how it is going to be. You know, we've been around at Uber for a while and we actually love solving tough problems. So we continue to lean in with EVs. We now have over 120,000 uh, drivers driving EVs all over the world. Uh, over the past years, we completed more than 300 million trips uh, in terms of, of EVs. So we continue to lean in. I think a real concern is with, uh, with charging infrastructure and making sure that that charging infrastructure is available and ready, especially where our drivers need it. it may not be in the center of the city, but it may be in the towns that they live. Uh, Etc. So if the charging infrastructure comes uh, comes in, we think we have the partnerships in place. We're putting real money, $900 million, behind our push to EVs, including uh, subsidizing rides. So drivers actually make more on an EV trip. So we're determined, uh, and we think we're going to keep pushing the momentum in this space. Um, you're shutting down Drizzly. You're laying off 150 people. What happened there? Uh, did alcohol sales just decline post-pandemic? Don't you know there's a Super Bowl coming up? <laughs> so it's, um, you know, listen, it was a tough decision there. And what we have observed is 
that the Uber Eats platform, we talk about the power of the platform, which is, you know, you ride on Uber, you eat on Uber, you get groceries on Uber, you order your al alcohol on, on Uber Eats. The power of that platform is really significant. And, you know, things have changed where companies have to be more disciplined in their investments. And when we look at a marketing investment, should we put the next marketing dollar behind Uber Eats, i.e. a Super Bowl commercial, or should we put that next marketing dollar to introduce the Drizzly brand to consumers? It didn't make sense to keep investing in Drizzly. So we've taken a lot of what we've learned uh, from Drizzly, many of the merchant relationships, et cetera. Um, but essentially that business is shutting down in terms of that organic Drizzly business. And we are building on alcohol within Uber Eats, we think that's the next best investment going forward for us as a company. Cost Discipline, Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi, a joy to have you on the show. Thank you. And of course, our thanks to you, Emily Chang. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.